0: Tonight, Game 72, Celtics vs. Jazz. Welcome to Garden Party with Owen and Mark. I'm Mark, and this is Owen. And we're two lifelong Celtics fans living in L.A. For the rest of the season, we'll be posting recaps, breaking down box scores, and keeping you up to date with who's streaking, who's slumping, and who's coming in clutch. Look for new pods after every game. Okay, the Celtics tonight are going into Utah on the second night of a back-to-back. Utah has had 4 days off. The last time they played was against Miami. They lost that. Over their last 10, they're 6 and 4. Utah's kind of had a, a nasty schedule, so they just went um they went they had they had a home game versus Oklahoma City which they won. Then they played San Antonio at home which they won. Then they played San Antonio at home which they lost. And then they went to Oklahoma City and played two games against Oklahoma, Oklahoma City which they lost. So in those five games, they literally just played two teams. Where they played one of them three times, one of them twice. Then they went down to Dallas, lost, beat Orlando, beat Charlotte, then lost to Miami, and are playing us. And this—that's why this sort of this schedule this year is so strange. When you're playing the same teams over and over and over again, um, I think it gives like weird feelings of like, oh, the Celtics are streaking. Well, actually, they just played Charlotte four times or whatever. Um, but anyway, this—that was the Utah's run. And so now um, the Celtics are going in there. Second night of a back-to-back, uh, they're resting Al, they're resting um, uh, Rob obviously is hurt, Pritchard is out as well, and Gallo's out, Smart's her, uh, sitting, and Al sitting. So three of our starters are sitting, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson are sitting for Utah, and I watched the game, Owen has not seen it, um, Owen, what, how do you think, do you know who won? I
1: could see, I have the box score in front of me, I see that we lost by one point. Okay, good. Well that's um, looking,
0: good. Well, I'm I'm very proud of your reading ability.
1: <laughs> um looking at the box score it looks like our starters had a very bad game. All they all they had a very like well rounded game. And really Jason Tatum though it really stands out as just a, had an atrocious game.
0: You know, it's really interesting. He didn't have a great game, but but the Celtics, to me, the Celtics look good. The Celtics went down uh they went up, sorry. Um by moving the basketball getting rebounds um, and um, and playing solid defense. They went up by 19. Um, then Utah actually then went into a, a zone defense, which cut the cut into the lead massively. And in that zone defense, you, the Celtics could no longer sort of drive and kick, which is what they were doing. And so it, what, what they were doing was they were driving and kicking and ended up there would be two passes and it would end up in Grant. Grant had a great game today. He went, um, what did Grant have? grant had uh 23 points he went seven for 12 from three eight for 16 from the field um and uh jaylen went four for nine from three 44 percent blake griffin even went one for three from the um three point line brogdon went 50 percent two for four sam hauser went two for seven mike muscala went two for three which was great he was out on the floor a bunch because of al sitting um, and so they were just moving the basketball. And so role players were getting open shots. And then tonight they were hitting him in the first half of the game for the most part. The other thing is Utah had that secret weapon of Will Hardy. Like he knows all these players. They know he knows exactly what they're going to do. And, um, That's how,
1: Tatum only does pretty well against the zone, though.
0: No, I know. Cause he can just generally shoot over the zone. His shooting has been bad though. Recently. He was three for eight tonight and his three point shooting has been bad. And they were doubling him in the, uh, in the man to man coverage. And so he was passing out of the doubles. Um, but again, the ball was ending up in the right hands uh, and people were taking, except for one in the fourth quarter, uh, Luke Cornett, the ball ended up in Luke Cornett's hand and he was on the three point line and he took that shot and it was not a good shot. Um, that's not a shot we didn't want. And um but for the most part, the Celtics were moving the basketball. They got out-rebounded because Utah is enormous. In the first half, they out-rebounded the Celtics. In the second half, they out-rebounded the Celtics. Sitting down, they out-rebounded the Celtics. Standing up, they out-rebounded the Celtics. They have this guy, um, Walker Kessler.
1: Walker Kessler Jr., he's been... I think uh, if they traded Walker Kessler for Gobert, just straight up, it would have been a good trade for Utah.
0: He caused huge problems for the Celtics. And so if you think about who they had, they had Laurie Markin and Kelly Olenek, Walker Kessler... Starting that's three seven footers. Olenek might be six eleven, but he's basically a seven footer. Um, Ochai Ab- uh, Agbaji and Taylon Horton Tucker from the Lakers. Um, Rudy Gay played for them. He had a mask on, just like JB, which is kind of funny. But but that they're so big, and uh, Blake and Grant and and Luke were doing their best to get rebounds. They did actually uh, Mike and they had a lineup with Mike and Luke who actually were getting rebounds, and that actually worked out pretty well. But anyway, they cut the they cut the lead. Uh, second half went back and forth largely. Celtics generally had the lead for about five points, but then it went into the final four minutes, and once again, the Celtics were able to uh, give this game away. Um, this is not the game to have Horford out. It wasn't the game to have Horford out, and I think. Um, Look, I'm not really worried about it. The Celtics so the Celtics lose a game that's the second night of a back-to-back against a, a team whose coach knows our players better than anyone else in the league. And our guys ran out they of also steam. They had
1: a five-day rest or whatever.
0: Yeah, four days. The five the five days was the game. Um but this is the last this is the last three or four minutes. Um Cornette had two rebounds, Kessler had three, Markinen had two, Olenek had one. So they out rebounded us by four rebounds. Taylor Horton Tucker went by Tatum down the baseline. Tatum didn't uh, close him off to the baseline, so he got past him. Did a reverse layup. He also later uh, uh, Grant was switched onto, him and he blew by Grant, got two points. Um, Markinen, uh hit a couple foul shots, then he had a. Uh, there was a defensive like um, miscommunication, and Brogdon was supposed to jump out on uh, Markkanen. He hit a three. Uh, Akaji hit a three off of a handoff from a Linux. And uh, and then on the other side, you know, Grant hit an open three after a driving kick from Tatum. Brown hit an open three from a driving kick from Tatum. And then the last three possessions, or three of the last four possessions, Tatum went down. Tatum uh, beat his guy, went down, uh, got to the rim, missed it. That's fine. Um, then he did another move where he sort of, you know, had a step back fade away over Markin or or um, or Kessler, and missed that as well. And you know he just didn't have a good shooting night. And then in the final one of the final plays, uh, they they draw that same play up with um, uh, where Tatum's in the backcourt, and then he comes driving down, and he pulled up for a three and missed that.
1: I do like that Missoula has come up with a play that will always generate a good shot for Tatum. Yeah, that's great. That's the only thing you can do.
0: That's great. But Tatum had been shooting poorly. All my point is this. I think Tatum, we should also have
1: one for Brown.
0: Yeah, because
1: Brown is such a. I, I don't know. This is again totally off of just vibes and how I feel. I always want. I've had a lot more confidence in Brown's clutch shooting than Tatum's clutch shooting.
0: I I I don't know why. As of today, I totally agree with you. And. And that was, and I guess my point is this. So Tatum, Tatum, who had a bad game, he didn't shoot a lot, which was actually great. He was passing the ball around and other guys were taking the better shots. So he wasn't forcing it either. But here in the final three minutes, he's forcing up mid ranges, but he hasn't been hitting all game. So he misses him. He forces up a three and we have a play for Jason Tatum rather than people who are hot, people who are playing well. And um, so it
1: really just sounds to me like kind of Missoula got out
0: coached today. I think that's one hundred percent right. I think that um I think the Celtics ran out of gas. I think they were under. They they were playing a lot of their reserves. I think their reserves got good minutes. I think I think they for the most part played well, although there's some definitely some breakdowns, and um and they lost the game. So I'm not worried about this in the terms of their playoff hopes, their um play, playoff performance. But uh, it was just it, you this know they got beat. off
1: as a hot take. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not a uh, I'm not that worried about seeing Utah in the finals.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good hot take.
1: Um. So to me, it sounds like we had bad matchups all game because we were missing our big men, and we kind of got out coached. and our players also just had off nights. Um, how was the uh, the defense? Because what I always loved about the Celtics, our offense, yeah, kind of sucks in the clutch, but our defense always locks up in the clutch. How Did it feel like they were just hitting crazy shots, or did it feel like our defense was just off?
0: Well, there was a couple of defensive breakdowns, that's what I'm saying. So Jason Tatum didn't close off at the baseline. Grant Williams got blown by Taylor Horton Tucker, who's been playing really well of late. Uh, blew right by him and got to the rim. Um and and then there was that mix up when Laurie Marketing got the open three. So, so I think the none effort... of these was
1: Mike Muscala's fault.
0: No, Mike was not our problem. Tonight. Really? Mike was great. Mike was not on the floor closing. Oh, that was another thing. So um Big Al Fitzpain was asking about the closing lineup, but um I'll tell you uh No Derek White? There was no Derek White, and that was what his question was, was. I can't believe that Derek White wasn't on the floor again? But the but to be fair, uh,
1: he doesn't work in this. Ma- it's like from what I've heard, it sounded like the uh, the rebounding was a problem, so like, he wouldn't really help with that.
0: Well, that's right. So Lori Mark, so they had they were finishing with Lori Kelly Walker, o- uh, Ag- Agbaji, and Taylor Horton Tucker. So we had to have Luke on the floor for the size. Then we have JB and JT, and then we had Grant in there because he was having a great game. He had twenty three points, and he's also strong and um, and so really it was Brogdon who had had, was having a great fourth, and so Derek didn't play in the fourth. Well, he was being replaced by Brogdon, who was excellent. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happened was Brogdon's player, Agbaje, hit that 1-3, um, but that was off a handoff. It, it wasn't like if it was White versus Brogdon, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made that shot. He just hit a, he hit a good shot.
1: I think in the playoffs um, for the matchups, I think Muscala and Luke Cornell get played off the court because they are incapable of perimeter defense. So if we're playing like... The Cavs, Muscala and who? Muscala and Cornette. Yeah, because we're like we're playing the Cavs. Uh, they're just gonna run a million pick and rolls with Garland and get Cornett and Garland or Muscala and Mitchell, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna play them off the court like that. Yep. Luke Cornette, I think has more of a chance to stay on because he provides a much deeper offensive uh package. Than I think Mike Muscala is kind of a catch and shoot, very shallow. Luke Cornette has like a lot to his not a lot of his offensive game, but he does provide some vertical spacing. Right, yeah. I've never seen really Mike Muscala do that. Um, I think Derek White will get a lot more minutes. Because looking at the East, we have a lot of... We have... Our path is going to be through the Bucs and the Sixers. The Bucs so, and the Sixers both have... We're going to need Horford and hopefully Williams will be back. Rob Williams.
0: He should be coming back this week, hopefully.
1: So they're going to have to play... But they also have Maxi and Holiday.
0: Yep. People
1: that... Smart... Smart hasn't been looking so great, you know, like uh, defensively. And Derek White's been amazing defensively. Yeah. So we might have to play Derek White just to lock down some of their explosive guards. James Harden is, I think, a perfect smart matchup. They're both um he smart smart has the strength and speed to deal with Harden. But Maxi, that's a white matchup. White needs to take take him out. And also, it is much less matchup based now because of how much switching happens. And Derek White's a much better off ball, much smart smart does a little bit too uh he tries to get a little too cute in his traps. He makes a lot of unnecessary double teams where he tries to get the seal that just ends up sometimes being an open three. Derek White makes excellent reads and gets, I think he's second in the league for blocks.
0: He's he may, only he may, SGA. I think, I think he may have now passed SGA.
1: He leads uh, guards and blocks because he makes great like, decisions on when to double. And so I think that's going to really help him get minutes in the playoffs when we need that. And defense makes much more of a difference in the playoffs. Yeah, listen. Um, So I think he'll play his way back into the rotation. We're not going to see a lot of Pritchard. Pritchard, I think, is a little bit of a redundant talent to the Celtics. We have a lot of scoring guards. I think we'll see
0: him if there's injuries, but without injuries, I don't think we'll see him. Mm -hmm. Just like we have in the regular season, although he's been injured for a while. I don't know if he's pouting or if he's actually injured. It's been a long time for a heel bruise or whatever. So let's just go through right now. All right, you ready? Who's the most important person to the Celtics in the playoffs?
1: Um, Important, obviously, Jason Tatum.
0: Okay, Jason Tatum, number one. Second.
1: Second, I think... What kind of determines Jalen Brown, if he keeps up his stellar play that he's been playing since he got that mask on, he'll be the most, like, the X factor almost. Because I feel like JT we can rely on for some pretty good offensive creation. Jalen Brown is someone that I love his intensity and in fire in the playoffs, and I think he's going to bring that, which would be great. That'll okay. push us to...
0: Who's third? Number three. Is it Rob? Is it, is it, is it Smart? Is it Derek? Is it uh, Brogdon?
1: Offensively, it's Derek. Defensively, it's Rob.
0: Okay, so let's then let's just go. I think it's gonna
1: be Derek. I think we'll be. Oh wow! Okay, so y- your
0: third is Derek White, and She's, then fourth is Rob. And let's just only, assume health.
1: He's the only other Celtic that I've seen take over a quarter.
0: Okay, so Rob Williams is sec is fourth. Mm-hmm. He did when that was when Smart was out. Okay, so now fifth, or I'm assuming Smart lands fifth or Brogdon.
1: Well, we forgot we're thinking about Horford.
0: Oh, okay. So where is Horford?
1: I think Horford. His ability is, is Horford.
0: They, is Horford above hmm. Derek White?
1: Horford is, I think he's right under Rob because of his ability to just hit clutch fucking shots.
0: Okay, so Al Horford is now five.
1: He always just brings the defense and energy. We need his size and strength.
0: Okay, so there's a starting five Derek, JB, JT, Rob, and Al. Starting, so number six, is that Mark Smart? That
1: six is smart because he has the ability to, he's really the only play creator in. I mean, he's not a real, he's not like a pure point guard, but he possesses the ability to pass and create like a pure point guard. He just chooses not to sometimes, which
0: is a little annoying, but we'll deal with it. Okay. And so then, so that's smart. And now seven is going to be Brogdon. Seven's Brogdon because, again, he has,
1: he doesn't quite, he can't quite twi- take over quarter, but he can, like, take over a lineup. He can be the best player on the floor for a few minutes. Okay. And he's just like, he's like a microwave, like, just like electric, just like pure. Gets energy out and the floor if, if, if we're lacking and we go to the bench
0: lineup. Sweet. Okay. So there we go. We go right now. That's JT, JB, Derek White, Rob Williams, Al, Smart, Brogdon. So who's coming up next? Are we t- now we're looking for a backup big man or do you think that? The- nah, I think we're going Hauser. Hauser now. is the next Hauser, most important so We need person. the
1: wing depth. We can't play JB and JT 48 minutes a game. Right.
0: So no, now no we have Hauser. I'd like to. <laughs> okay. So now we have Hauser. So now we're eight deep right now. Mm-hmm. And so then, who is our who's our first big man off the bench? Definitely Cornette. Luke. Okay, wow, Luke. All right, Luke.
1: I think he's very solid, and even on when he gets off a switch, he's long enough, and he's—I don't want to say quick. Quick as a stretch, but he's he's smart enough to not get just eaten alive by guards. Mike Muscala is just a liability. Like he, he just, right? You didn't
0: see this game. He was actually pretty good in this game. He was getting rebounds. He, I don't know, defensively. He high was, PTSD
1: from Emmanuel yeah, quickly just of course tearing
0: him. Of course, of course. Hard. And then again, it, that has to do with that's going to have to do with lineups. But okay, so now you got Luke. He's certainly but in over Mike. First round. He's also befo- No, we're not. Um, he's also over um, Muscala for sure. Anyway, and then there's Blake. So that that leaves Blake, J.D. Davis, and Mike Muscala. Uh, oh Grant, how about Grant? You didn't stick Grant in there. Okay, I so, about Grant. Oh, so we got Grant. So is Grant's over Luke, right?
1: Grant's over Hauser.
0: Grant's over Hauser. So we got Brogdon, then Grant.
1: Grant, because I think Grant could also fill in. So he could go into for that four or three role sometimes.
0: So we have Grant, maybe
1: even three if you, if we need it.
0: Okay, so right we now we. Have, the,
1: but he's gonna be huge against the Bucks because he was such a monster defender against Giannis. Right. So
0: this this order obviously can switch depending on who our Yeah, against
1: Embiid, he's gonna be a big. Just like we just
0: we need strength against Embiid. Yep. Okay, so let's just look at the playoff lineup for for this moment right now. So as of right now, the Celtics have lost uh, this this game against Utah, so that puts them tied with Philadelphia, and they're actually in third place. Um, uh
1: tiebreaker against Philly, right?
0: Yeah, but that's just it, the only reason that they're in third versus Philly is because of how many games have been played at the moment. So, right. you know, once the full season's over, if this was all things being the equal, they would be ahead of Philadelphia. But as of right now, we have Bucks, Philly, Boston. So Boston's in the third. So that means we'll be playing uh the the six seed, right? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets at the moment. And um so against the Brooklyn Nets, that lineup you just had, JT J B, Derek, Rob, Al.
1: Against the Brooklyn Nets, we can go smaller.
0: So we could we, we could maybe have Grant instead of Rob. Yeah. But either way, that's yeah, a pretty good lineup. Else. And then yeah, and then and then it's more a question of are we playing Hauser Hauser Brogdon smart? Um, now I think I think what's really going to happen is Smart's still going to start. I don't know. I think depending on the matchups, Derek and Brogdon will either get more time or not. Um, they could even play more than Smart, but Smart will still st- start the game. Um, but I think that that seven-man rotation, eight getting to Grant, um, and then Hauser at nine. Yeah, so nine. We really are nine deep playoff-wise, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we start getting to the Lukes of the world, which. Uh, look, we can go there depending on the size of the opposing uh, centers and if Grant is um, is just undersized. So they, they lost the game today because Grant had a the final play of the game, which I never got to, was the Celtics were down one. Uh, we had the ball. We inbounded it to Grant. Uh, Brogdon inbounded it to Grant. Tatum was in the backcourt. Um, and we had JB cutting to the left corner, and we had Sam Hauser in the right corner. Grant drove the lane, J.B. slipped so he didn't get into the corner, which is where I think Grant was probably going to pass it. And he actually was he was looking the other way, so he didn't see Hauser, even though he knew Hauser was there. The play would have been to pass it out to Hauser for an open three, um, and he ended up going up against um, Walker Kessler, Kessler and, and Lori Markkinen. So two seven-footers, and he got blocked, shocker, and didn't get fouled, and uh, they lost the game. Um, so, uh, but I think that's a good, I think that's an interesting, so really the question is, um, is I think smart's gonna, smart's gonna start who closes games. Derek didn't do it tonight because I think Brogdon was playing well. And I think, think that's sort of a symbol of how Joe should approach the ends of these games. Who's playing well? Well, let's ride with these guys. So if it's Derek, if it's Marcus, if it's Brogdon, let's stick with them. If we can play both of them, depending on the size of the opposing teams, great. Um, But um, I'm not really worried about whether or not he's getting specifically Derek in versus somebody else. Um, I love Derek, but I also really like Brogdon. All right, let's see what else Al asked. He had one other question, I think. How did JuZang play? Just a little. JuZang was a little bit yeah, he just got up from the G League and he was asking for them to review a foul that he cuz he got he fouled <laughs> uh I think Tatum on a shot and they actually reviewed it which was funny. Um Did he get overturned? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't actually remember to be totally totally honest. Um Oh, my God. Jalen Brown, this is a good point. Jalen Brown was walking the ball up and turned over the ball by not getting it across half court in eight seconds. Like, just a bonehead it's Just play. not even, like,
1: force? Yep.
0: Ugh. Bonehead play. And uh, uh,
1: Jalen Brown, I think, still leads the Celtics in fuck you. 100%. Right? I, love that. I love the, his I love
0: attitude. That. And we need someone who's out there, and it used to be smart who led the team in fuck you. And now I think it's 100% JB. Um, we have some pretty nice sort of soft players who are talented and they but can Horford, shoot those series.
1: Like, he's not like he has a nice persona but I feel like he also got he got some fuck you in him too.
0: He's competitive. He wants to win. Um
1: but Brown and Horford definitely like my, my two like golden boys of the Celtics. Like they they can do no wrong when I see them play.
0: <laughs> that's right. I like that. I mean I, I I like that attitude. I like to support our guys for sure. Another uh Nathaniel was talking about how he wanted us to shit talk our players, but that's not that ain't our style, man. Um, if someone doesn't play well, that's fine. We'll talk about it, but I I don't, you know, Peyton Pritchard, I think he'll be fine. If we need to go that deep in the playoffs, I, I think he'll hit shots. I think he's, I think he's competitive. I think he's there to play By well. He
1: played great in the few minutes we've given him.
0: Totally. He's totally. Big shots. Okay. So we got Sacramento Kings up next. That's the end of our road trip. We are now, what are we? We've lost two of these game. games. So we're three and two over the five games so far. This will be a fun game. They are such a great offensive powerhouse. They are killing it right I think the Sacramento
1: Kings are the best possible matchup for the Celtics—an all offense, no defense team. Because we can deal with good offenses. We're a great defensive team. And we're great at personnel matchups. All right, and I think that the Sacramento Kings having a lack of defense will really like open it up for us.
0: Sweet. I mean, they're not that big, you know. I think I think um, uh, Sabonis is their is their main center. Um I'm looking forward to the game and uh with a couple days uh rest and I'd love to see how the Celtics respond and finish out close out this uh road trip. Okay so uh we will see you in a couple days we have um Sacramento at Sacramento Tuesday March 21st.